Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Preakness Day at Pimlico, Saturday, May 15th. It's Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And there are several multi-race wagers throughout this card. Really nice card. Some big fields on Saturday. Uh, But Jim, we're going to focus on the all-stakes pick four that starts in race 10 and ends with the Preakness. And we will jump in at the Jim McKay Turf Sprint, three-year-olds and up. And here at Pimlico, it's not five and a half furlongs, it's five. Most of the races here in Kentucky are five and a half, so that could perhaps affect your handicapping. Where did you land? Well, I went with a horse that I think is going to get the lead out of the gate, and that's the critical way for Luis Saez and Jose Delgado. The horse didn't get the lead in Shakertown after having led at the first call his last six races prior to that. Ran okay, got beat by three lengths, but he obviously needs the lead. He looks like he's the quickest here out of the gate at five, five and a half. And he's a five furlong specialist. He's got four wins at the five furlong distance. Uh, hasn't raced to Pimlico, but uh, comes into this race in great form with three consecutive 90 buyers at Tampa Gulf Stream at Keeneland. So he doesn't need to take his racetrack with him. He can run anywhere. And Louis Saez is riding as well as anybody in the country. So I'm going to take the critical way here as my top pick in the uh, Jim McKay. Also going to use a couple other horses, though. I'm going to use Boldor or Asmussen from the inside, uh, has found a home on the turf after running against some really good competition at Oakland on the dirt, including CZ Rocket and Whitmore, uh, but came back and um, uh, entered an allowance race at Keeneland at, on five and a, at five and a half on the turf. And ran really well, got beat by Maven, a really nice uh, colt, and, and got a 97 buyer. So moving forward from that race, I think Boldor's got a shot in here at six to one. And then I went uh, to the outside, completed past the 13. Would like this horse a little more with, without that 13 hole coming out in a five furlong sprint. But uh, this horse won last time out at Pimlico and is two for three at Pimlico. This distance uh, suits him as well, four for 11 lifetime. So I'm going to use the two obvious, the critical way and completely pass. And maybe my price play is going to be bolder on the inside. Might get overlooked in the wagering a little bit. Santana takes them out for Asbus and uh, I think off that race at Keeneland, merits a long look in here. I'm going to end up having to, when we get to the pick four, leave out horses that I would like to use uh, just to keep the ticket affordable. Uh, I ended up finding my way to Hollis in here. This horse ran horribly two back at Keeneland, but otherwise has been in career best form. One on this course last fall, and I thought the jock change to Irad Ortiz was interesting here. Uh, for John Ortiz, no relation, uh, coming in to get Irad to take this mount, um, I thought was noteworthy. So uh, I'm going to take Hollis on top. Uh, I like Boldor a lot. I, that was, Maven is, I think, a really good one for Wesley Ward. So that was a nice effort last time. Um, Fire Crow, mainly on the Rosario angle. He's so good in these turf sprints. Uh, critical way just because of the speed. And then completed pass would be the other one. Not a great post position, but... Um, did have a big effort off the layoff. So uh, got uh, five horses I like in there. I'm going to end up with Hollis as the win pick for a bit of a price. The 11, the 11th race is the grade three Maryland sprint match series on the dirt at six furlongs for three-year-olds and up. And I went to strike power two starts back in mid-March. This horse popped a 101 buyer for Asmussen and um, subsequent race was against much tougher, that CZ Rocket, Flagstaff, Whitmore race. Uh, or I don't think uh, 
Flagstaff maybe was in it. But anyway, CZ Rocket and Whitmore were definitely in it. So very uh, tough race there. Uh, so I'm going to uh, cut uh, strike power a little slack. And I think the Asmussen horses uh, really are, are loaded for this weekend, it seems like, most years. Special reserve, third start for Mike Maker. I picked this horse last time at Keeneland and ran pretty good, uh, but uh, just couldn't uh, beat the top one. So uh, special reserve, I think, has is, is got a shot to have a little more improvement left with another start for Maker. Uh, Breezy Gust is in peak form. And uh, the 11 horse Seven Nations Army was favored against Strike Power in that race two back at Oakland. So um, if I like Strike Power, I think I've got to like Seven Nations Army as well. So I like all four of those, but Strike Power for the win. How about you? I like Special Reserve. I thought that race uh, last time out in the Commonwealth at Kingland, uh, Flagstaff won that race and came back and uh, won the grade one at, on Derby Day at Churchill. So uh, Flagstaff is a as a class act, the special reserve came in that race on two win, on two race win streak, and led this horse right down to the end. And uh, I think he fits very well here with this level. I'm going to also use Seven Nation Army from Oquette. Strike power is obvious for Asmus, and I'm going to use a couple horses on the inside. Uh, Lockie uh, won at Pimlico, and I guess what is the prep for this race? $100,000 Frank Whitley, and. Um, one easily beat a horse called Lebda that's coming back in here as well. But I'm going to use Lockie for uh, Caramanos. And I'm going to use a, the horse that's uh, in the two-hole just because I want to say the name, Yodeliehu. So <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, our guy, uh, Colmus, if he calls the undercard, I'm not sure he calls the undercard on Preakness Day or not, but I'm sure he does. He'll have a hard time with that one, Yodeliehu. But uh, Brittany Russell is a, is a good trainer in her own right. And... Um, this horse had a 95 buyer last time out at Belmont, so comes into this race in good form. So I'm going to use, I'm going deep here. I think the race is wide open, but Special Reserve is my win pick. Twelfth race is the Grade Two Dinner Party Stakes on the turf at a mile and a sixteenth for three-year-olds and up. You have a couple of Chad Browns in here, including the seven to five favorite in Sacred Life. Grand Motion has two. Where did you land? I almost singled Sacred Life here. Um, Coming out of the Maker's Mark Mile, this, this, that was so much tougher a race than this is. And he ran uh, ran a good uh, third there uh, to Raging Bull, who ran huge that day. But this horse has raced against uh, the best turfers uh, in the country, and, and that 101 buyer coming off a six-month layoff, if he moves forward off that, uh, he's going to win this race. Nobody else can, can touch him, I don't think. Except the second horse that I used, some like it hot brown. It's got a 105 buyer in his pocket. In this race uh, last year, he ran a 10. He ran a uh, 105 and got beat by Factor. This who led wire to wire, if I recall. But uh, some like it hot brown's got positional speed. Comes out of the same race, Maker's Mark Mile. He didn't run that well, but I uh, think he fits here well. English B may have a shot if the if a couple horses hook up on the uh, front end. Kuramata for Chad Brown has a shot. And talk or listen for uh, Flavian Pratt and Delacour. Delacour always seems to have his horses ready for these big days. And this horse couldn't win an allowance race at Keeneland, though, even though he got a 99 buyer. Uh, so I, I think he's a notch below these horses coming out of the grade ones. So Sacred Life is my pick here. Like I said, I almost singled him. And if I was cutting my ticket back, I would single him. I think he's a, got a big shot in here. I ended up on uh, English B, uh, one of the two grand motions. Uh, motion, I think. Points for this weekend with his stable. Horses one for one at Pimlico. Uh, one up there a couple of years ago. 
and Rosario's riding. And the interesting thing here is uh, Ron Anderson, the uh, super jocks agent, uh, represents Rosario and Johnny V, and the other motion horse gets Johnny V. Uh, Bye-bye, Melvin. So if uh, I'm going to take one on my ticket, I'm going to take the other one, even though I'm not as high on Bye-bye, Melvin. And then the two Chad Browns, uh, Sacred Life and then uh, Kuramata, uh, just on the angle that this is a bold move for Chad Brown, and uh, maybe he's just really that high on this horse. Uh, I think he's probably, uh, this horse is a little up against it in this field, but not going to let him beat me. So I'm going to use four when we get to the pick four, and uh, as was the case in the other turf race, I'd like to go even deeper. Gets us to the grade one Preakness, the 13th race, three-year-olds going a mile and three-sixteenths. And I changed my mind multiple times before finally deciding to go back to where I started, which was keep me in mind. I'm not sure he can win it, but I think he is maybe going to get overlooked a little bit and won't be as high a price as he was in the Derby, but could be a big price to spice up the gimmicks. And I think has a shot to win it. I don't pay any attention to the first race of the year at Oakland. Horses training schedule was compromised because of all the bad winter weather out in Arkansas. Then they were, so they're playing catch up. They come to the bluegrass. There's no speed in there. So they try to put him up close to the lead, which he hated. So they take the blinkers off of the Derby, let him drop back to last where he wants to be and make one run. And they got to train him on a regular schedule for the first time in a while. And he really ran kind of a sneaky good race and there weren't many horses passing horses in the stretch certainly that was the case with the top four but this horse and uh, midnight bourbon both passed horses in the stretch i think the other one was a known agenda for pletcher that passed a few they had a little bit of a a troubled trip but this horse had to swing he was on the rail most of the way but then had to swing out to the parking lot to get some space to run in in the stretch and uh, calvin burrell probably would have stayed inside and his horse might have been, you know, fifth at least. But um, anyway, I, I just think he's going to run an improved race. And the other thing is, from a strategic standpoint, on paper, the, the two Bafferts are the two speed. Uh, Medina Spirit went wire to wire in the Derby. Concert Tour, uh, it looks like his best shot is to go to the lead. I can't imagine they're going to knock each other out. So one of them's going to try to take back. And... This would be like being the jockey in a race with the two Ortiz brothers on the lead. You're not going to let them control it, so you're not going to let Baffert control it on the front end. So somebody's going to go after him, I think. Maybe Midnight Bourbon. Uh, otherwise, you're you're riding for third place, probably. So I just think there's a chance that maybe we get a little more of a contested pace for Medina Spirit and maybe for Concert Tour. Um, I looked at took a long look at Midnight Bourbon. But uh, ended up thinking, you know, keep me in mind, might finally get a pace. He's going to be overlooked, and I'm going to take a shot with him. Uh, Unbridled Honor, I was real impressed with his race in the Lexington. That was a big improvement. So I think that horse is, is worth a look as well. But as you can tell, I don't really have a strong opinion. But ended up on keep me in mind, the four. How about you? Yeah, I, I wrestle with this one too. Um, Medina Spirit, uh, I didn't have him in the Derby. <laughs> it knocked me out of a trifecta. Uh, I, I wish I'd, I'd used him because I had the second, third, and fourth horses that really like Mandaloon and all this uh, negative publicity is killing me. But uh, I, I'm like you. I don't know who's going to run with him. Um, I don't believe Concert Tour is going to challenge him. I can't imagine 
the two horse, the two jocks riding for Baffert are going to beat each other up. Now, are they going to get together and make a plan? I just think concert tour it makes sense from that ten hole to rate him, and Medina Spirit's going to get the lead. But I do think Midnight Bourbon is going to run with it. Um, and Midnight Bourbon's best shot is something like the Lecomte, and he got a two length lead there and held on and beat Proxy and beat Mandaloon. He came came back in, in the Risen Star. Mandaloon only beats him a length and three quarters. Um, and he beat Mandaloon and was in a derby. Mandaloon finished a neck behind Medina Spirit in the Kentucky Derby. So I'm going to go with Midnight Bourbon here. Uh, Arad Ortiz, uh, Mike Smith is a great jockey, but Arad Ortiz is riding better than Mike Smith is right now. So that's another plus. Um I don't. I don't want to bet on Bafford after the after the Kentucky Derby fiasco. I, I I don't. I don't want to have a tainted Triple Crown. Uh, I would much rather see Asbusen win it with Midnight Bourbon. So I'm going to bet with my heart a little bit here and, and, and take Midnight Bourbon on top. Going to use the two Bafferts. Uh, I do believe that the horses coming out of the Derby are much better than the horses that didn't come out of the Derby, with the exception of Concert Tour. And I'm going to use keep me in mind. And I'm, I'm like you. I think it was a sneaky good uh, race for a horse that was dead last at the top of the stretch and, and passed horses and was eight wide coming down the stretch. And he was game. And I, I think he got a lot out of that race. I think he comes back here and he can run big at 15 to 1. So my top four horses in this order are Midnight Bourbon, Medina Spirit Concert Tour, and Keep Me in Mind. And Keep Me in Mind has a real shot to crash the trifecta. So that's the way I'm going to play the the race and uh, midnight bourbon would be my top pick. If somebody you know is just a two dollar player and they want to just do something, you could do a two dollar exacta box of the only three horses coming out of the Derby, which would be three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it might might actually, if, if it hits, pay pretty well because I think Medina Spirit. I don't think he's going to be favored. I think um, with all this publicity, I think Concert Tour is going to be favored. Um, and then uh, people keep me in mind could get overlooked. Midnight Bourbon might come down a little bit. But still, I think the exacta, if if it's two of the Derby horses, uh, is going to be you know a nice return on uh, you know a $12 exacta box for $2. So uh, just something to think about if, you're, if you know somebody that's playing that way. Uh, let's go to the pick four. Starts in race 10. What's your ticket look like? All right. I've got three deep in the first leg with one, four, 13, Baldor, the critical way, and uh, completed pass. Then I'm going five deep in the Maryland sprint. That, that's the most wide open to me. One, two, five, eight, eleven. Uh, strike power is is strong choice. So I'm going to take special reserve on top. Uh, so one, two, five, eight, eleven. There. Only going to go two deep in the dinner party. I'm going to take a stand with Sacred Life being the favorite there. Also going to use some like it hot brown. So one and five. And then in the Preakness, I'm going to use the four horses we talked about. Keep me in mind the two, Medina Spirit the three, my pick Midnight Bourbon the five, and the ten horse concert tour. So one four thirteen with one two five eight eleven, with one five, with two three five and ten, and that is a sixty dollar ticket, I believe. I ended up getting mine down to an eighty dollar ticket and had to leave all horses that I'm really. Leary of leaving off, but I ended up with one four five eleven. I, I ended up tossing completed pass on the bad post position. Um, initially, I was going to toss critical way, but I hated to toss the horse that is going to be on the lead. So one four five eleven with five eight, and I'd uh, like to use more there, but I think I can get through with strike power and special reserve. 
Then in the dinner party, I'm going to go 2358, the two motions, the two Chad Browns. Then in the Preakness, I'm going to go 235810, which covers all the ones that you mentioned, plus Sunbridal Honor. And it uh, has a chance to pay decent, I think, because um, if you you know beat, say, uh, Sacred Life in the, in the dinner party, he's probably going to be the, the biggest favorite in the sequence. And if you can uh, beat him, then I think it has a chance to pay decent. So best of luck. It's a really nice card on Saturday. A lot of stakes races. Very first race is actually the Sir Barton for three-year-olds that has produced some Belmont horses over the years. So early start and best of luck. Keep your Keeneland Select account loaded up so you can take advantage uh, or go to the OTBs around the state, Red Mile here in Lexington where we're taping this. Uh, is drive through wagering going to be available, Jim? No, no drive through but we are open for advanced wagering uh, as we record this. If you were listening to it on Friday, we'll be open for advanced wagering all day at Red Mile starting at about 11 o'clock, 11.15, I think. And then on Saturday, we open at 10 a.m. So we got plenty of clerks. You can walk in. You can park next to the round barn and, and walk in and bet and leave, go home, watch it on TV if you want. Or you, or we got plenty of room to stay. we got the clubhouse open. So no drive-through, but you can come to Red Mile all day and, and just park outside and walk in and bet. Best of luck on your Preakness Day wagers. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach for the In the Money Podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.